Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Lord, we give you praise. You're worthy of all glory. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, blessed Savior, you're worthy of all the praise. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, Lord. You're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy. 
great things, awesome things, things that nobody else can do. An individual so uh, would be so uh, deceived and led astray by the adversary that they would not even want to give thanks to their creator, uh, their sustainer, their provider for the many things that he has done. And we pray that that will not be our portion today as we understand more uh, and the importance uh, of giving thanks. We want to take a look at capital A in our outline. We're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 14 with a very special focus on verse 19. Matthew chapter 14 with a very special focus on verse 19. The scripture says, and Jesus directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave what? Thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. Look at verse 20. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. Left over. Capital A in our outline. Give what I mean, uh, miraculous provisions. Capital A will be miraculous provision. Now, we're talking about giving or, or give thanks. And capital A, miraculous provision. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today for this is another day that you have made. We thank you, Father, for safety, for provisions, Father, protection. We thank you for uh, being who you are and doing the great things that you do. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will speak into our hearts and minds today as we search your holy scriptures, that you will give us words of wisdom knowledge, understanding, and insight uh, that your people may be uh, better equipped for uh, the tasks, the jobs, and the duties that you have set before us. Speak, Father, for your people are listening. They've gathered in the four corners of the earth to hear your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding. We trust, Father, that, that you will not disappoint us, but that you will give us our daily bread uh, as we seek to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. Again, we thank you, Father, for everything that you have done, and we pray that you have even greater things in store for us as we seek your face. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We see here, children of God, the Jesus feeding 5,000 individuals and what we see uh, is a common uh, question that humans will have when it comes down to God the disciples saw the few loaves and the few fish that they had but Jesus saw what the few loaves and the few fish would become 
in God's hands. You say, Apostle, why is that important to, to, to me? What, what does that mean? Well, sometimes we only see what we can see. We only see the one house that we have or the two cars that we have or the future. We, we see in the natural, but God sees what things and people and places can become. So, so you know, as Jesus gave thanks to God, the little that they had physically was able to satisfy the many. I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice that as you give thanks to God, the little that you may see in your bank account, the little job that you may have, the little house that you may have, God has, the, has a way of making it miraculously satisfying to you. The Bible says they all ate and were satisfied, not because they had started out with so much, but because they gave thanks with for what they had, and God used it to do so much. It's not what you have, child of God. It's not what I have, but it is what God is able to do with what we have. There were just a few fish. Look at verse 13. The Bible says that when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. Now, this is one of the, the, the major keys in, in, in God taking what we have and making us satisfied with it because we live in a generation today where so many people are not satisfied. God says that it's so. You've got men out there that want to be women. You've got women out there that want to be men. You got tall people that want to be short, short people that want to be tall, black people that want to be lighter, and white people that want to be darker. We, we live in a fat people that want to be thinner, and thin people that want to be fatter. We live in a generation where so many individuals are not satisfied. Part of the reason why many individuals are not satisfied is because of a lack of thankfulness to God for what he has done what he is doing, what he has given them, what he has provided for them already. You see that when they, when they gave thanks to God for what God had already done, they didn't give thanks to God because they had enough, uh, enough fish and enough bread to feed thousands. They thanked God for the little that they had, and God took the little that they had and made it able to feed the masses. The Bible says that these individuals were following Jesus from the town. So, so one of the first things that will help to bring satisfaction or bring you to a place of satisfaction is, is following, following the word. Following the word of God will bring you to a place of satisfaction. The Bible says they were following Jesus on foot. Well, who was Jesus? He was the manifested word of God. He was God in the flesh. He was God that we could see. God that we could touch, God that we could audibly listen to. Jesus was God walking around. He had packaged himself in the likeness of sinful man and was walking around in the earth. The people were following God. The Bible says when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Following the word of God will help sicknesses be healed in your life. 
Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you are sick in your physical bodies, sick in your spirit, sick in your soul because of not following the word of God. Listen to me, child of God. Now, you need to get this straight. There are, there are, we're talking about miraculous provisions. There are things that God will do miraculously for you by following his word, by, by being thankful for what he has already done that he will not do for you if you are not. Being healed of sickness is a miraculous provision. You don't believe it, get very sick and see how valuable or how important being well is. These individuals, because of that, they're following Jesus and, and their, their willingness to go the extra mile to, to, to hear what he had to say and to be where he was. Part one of the blessings that they received, the Bible says he had compassion on them. When God sees you and I making a sincere, wholehearted effort to do the things that are pleasing in his sight, God says, I will have compassion on you. See, There were people that were sick that were not following Jesus that remained sick. But here we are reading about individuals that because God saw them uh, working hard to follow him, he, one of the blessings was their sicknesses were Heal. The Bible says, as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Now, one of the other things that you, you'll see here, now you've got to see this with, with spiritual eyes. The, 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 the disciples were in a remote place. They were in, in other words, they were in a place where there were no farms, there were no stores, there were no places where they could they could buy food, but they were in the remote place because the, they were following the word. Well, as a result of their following the word, what Jesus did is he made the remote place still provide provisions. Even though they were in a remote place, this is a remote, the disciples admitted this is a remote place and it is getting late. The disciples' solution to the problem was send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. You say, Apostle, what are you, what are you trying to get us to understand? That again, following the word of God. Now, we're looking at some of, just right now some of the benefits of following the word of God. One of the benefits was that uh, the, the sick were healed. Individuals were miraculously healed of sicknesses. Now we're looking at miraculous provisions being provided for the people, even in a remote place, even in a place that's far away from what most people would consider as a place where you can get food, where, where even in a place where uh, it's far away from what most people can, would consider you can get yourself healed of a sickness. They were in a remote place, and their sicknesses were being healed. They were in a remote place, and they were their provision, their, their their needs were being met. All of this as a result of following the word. Jesus replied, "They do not need to go away." Jesus, look, they don't need to go away from the word. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you think you need to go away from the word to get your needs met. Absolutely wrong. You don't need to get go away from the word to get your needs met. You need to get closer to the word to get your needs met. The reason why some of you under the sound of my voice, your needs are not being met is not because of, 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 of uh, 
that you are not because you need to go away, but because you need to come closer. Jesus said, look, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. He was talking to his disciples. He was talking to the, to the apostles. See? You give them something to eat. And he wasn't just talking about spiritual food. Now, here's the mistake that some of us make. Look at verse 17. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. We have here only. Is again, it's not what we have, children of God. It's what God can do with what we have. God can multiply anything he wants to multiply. God can multiply fish. God can multiply bread. God can multiply money. God can multiply clothing. God can, God can multiply space. God can, remember, he's God, and besides him, there is none of He can multiply anything he wants to multiply. So don't, don't try to limit God based on your limitations. Don't try to limit God based on what you have or what you don't have, because little can become much when it is placed in the master's hand. In master's hand, we have here only a few loaves of bread and two fish to answer. Now, understand this, that if all you have is five loaves of bread and two fish, and God has told you to do something outstanding with that, or if all you have is, is one suit, or all you have is one car, or all you have is one house, and God has told you to do something outstanding with that, and understand that that little that you have, God can do something outstanding with it. If he has told you to, to do something outstanding with that little bit, then that, that means that that little bit that you have is more than what you see, and it has the potential and the capabilities of doing more than what you can see. The disciples couldn't figure out how in the world five loaves of bread and two fish could feed all these people. But they didn't need to figure it out. They needed to follow it out because God, Jesus, knew exactly how five loaves and two fish would feed all the people. See, you and I, children of God, we don't try to figure out how, how God does his thing. We don't need to. That's not, we're not called to try to figure out how God does his thing. What we're called to do is follow out God's thing and let the figuring out of God's thing be his business. We have him. And Jesus said, look, bring them here to me. Now, now this is very important now because, see, what some of you all would have said, man, I ain't bringing my fish. What I need, I, I got to look out for number one. I got to, I'm, I'm that's barely enough for one, one person, talking about all these thousands of people. Let me eat my fish. Let me eat my bread. And see, that's the attitude that some of you have. And you refuse to bring them to the Lord. You refuse to bring that offering because you think it's just enough for you. You, you refuse to bring that and put it in the master's hand. So what it ends up being is it ends up being not even enough for you. Five loaves of bread and a few fish hardly feed, hardly feed but five people. But Jesus said, look, bring them here to me. Present, present what you have to the Lord and see if he doesn't do something extra special with it. Now, you can present what you have to yourself and keep being in lack. 
present what you have to yourself and keep being, keep, keep. But when you present what you have, God is not holding you and I accountable for what we don't have. God is God didn't say, look, bring ten loaves of bread and, and four fish. Because why? They didn't have ten loaves of bread and four fish. God is holding you and me accountable for what we have, not what we don't have. So stop looking at yourself and 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 in in regards to what you don't have. Look at what you do have, because that's what God is concerned about, and that's what God is going to judge you and I in relation to. What do you have? Bring them to me. Get in the habit of bringing what you have to God and presenting it before God, and you'll see God stretch it out miraculously. You see God do something extraordinary with it. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks. You don't see Jesus talking about all we have here. See, What you see Jesus doing is giving thanks. For what they had. The disciples were talking that this is all we have, this is all we got, need to send the people away. Jesus took what they had and gave thanks. And when you get in the habit of taking what you have and giving thanks, taking the car you have and giving thanks, you're always hollering, you want a new car, you need a new car. Take the car you have and give thanks. Hollering, you need a new job, you need a new, take the job you have and give thanks. Hollering, you need new clothes, you need new shoes. Take the clothes you have, take the shoes you have, give thanks. And when you get in the habit of giving thanks for what you do have, you'll see God do more with what you do have. Gave thanks. He broke the loaves. The Bible says, then he gave them to the disciples. You say, Apostle, what, what are you trying to get, get understand? That there is something supernatural in giving. There's something supernatural in giving to, because uh, what they did, they took the fish, even these few fish, they gave them to the disciples. The disciples gave them to the Lord. The Lord gave thanks and gave them back to the disciples. But now when it came back, it came back much differently than it came. Why? because individuals were willing to release it. Now, I've seen individuals in ministry willing to release finances, and when finances come back to them, they come back on a much higher level and a much higher note. But refusal to release them to the disciples, refusing to release them to church leadership, whatever it is, refusing will cause it to be just what it is in your hand. It's just $100. it just be $100. That's all it be. Once you spend that, it's gone. It'll just be a little job. Once you, once you, it'd be gone. But when it is released to the church leadership, first it had to be released to the disciples. Then the disciples had to release it to the Lord. The Lord had to look up and give thanks to God. Then God had, then God gave it back. And when God gave it back, when God, I might have to preach that one. When God gave it back, He gave. The Bible says, then He gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. 
they all ate and were satisfied. The reason why some of you are not satisfied because you won't release it. You won't release it to God's apostles. You won't release it to your pastor. You won't release it to church leadership. you trying to engineer it. You'd want to engineer your own finances. You want to engineer your own. You want to engineer. And that's why it remains just like it is. What you see here is you see a, a divine order. We're talking about miraculous provision. We're talking about God doing much more with what they had than, than what they had. But there's, a, there's order. It was released to the disciples. It was released to the apostles. The apostles released it to God. God, or Christ, gave thanks to God for it and then released it back to the apostles. And the apostles redistributed or released it back to the people. He gave it to the disciples. The disciples, then it says, then the disciples gave them to the people. So you want to engineer your own stuff. And you're wondering why it just is there's nothing miraculous happening to it. Nothing miraculous going on with it. Why are you not satisfied on your job? Why are you not satisfied in your little marriage? Why are you not satisfied in your little ministry? You know, you haven't released it's satisfaction. God brings satisfaction with what we have when we're willing to release. Release. Disciples gave to the people, they all ate and were satisfied. That which would hardly have fed one person has now fed 5,000 people. That which would have hardly satisfied one person now has satisfied 5,000 people. Well, what happened there? Individuals thinking about more than themselves. See, you out there, the reason why you're struggling, you're just thinking about you. You're just thinking about you. Understand that that as a Christian, you are a part of the body of Christ. It's not just you. Not just you, your little marriage, your little family, your little church. You are a part of, of, of an entity that is much bigger than any one of us. Christianity is much bigger than any one of us, and Christianity is even bigger than all of us. Can you imagine the individuals who, who had these fish, who had these few loaves of bread? You know, they sitting back, you know, they could have been saying in the flesh, man, I, I, I ain't got to worry about all these other 4,000-some people, man. I eat them, eat my fish and my bread. I'll be, I'll be good. Right? But, but they, they, they shared it. And then God, in return, caused them to end up with even more than what they started out with. See, God is not going to magnify that which you refuse to release because he's not in the business of just blessing you. He's in the business of blessing his people. And there are certain rules involved in, in receiving corporate blessings from God. Disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples, picked, watch this, picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The leftovers were more than what they started with. The leftovers were more than what they started with. Why? Because they released. They released to the disciples. They released to God. They allowed God to miraculously provide. They, they looked beyond what they had, and they looked at what they, they were able to see through the eyes of faith what God could do with what they had.
and God did a great thing. They picked up 12 basketfuls. They didn't even start with 12 basketfuls. Before they had eaten, they didn't even have 12 basketfuls. But look at God. Look at God. They picked up. They all ate and were satisfied. The disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who was about 5,000, besides uh, women and children, see, besides women and children. See, so you figure if there was if there was one woman there for every man, you know, you're talking about 10,000 people right there. Let's say that there was an average of two children there. You're talking about another 20,000. And God, it's, it's, it's possible there were 20,000 people there. And here God has fed them with five loaves of bread and two fish. There's a way to handle the blessings of God that will cause, thank you, Holy Spirit, God says that will cause God to multiply and to increase it. And there's a way to handle the blessings of God that will cause God to subtract and divide it. There's a, there's a way now. now. Selfishness will always cause God in the long run to subtract and divide, to start taking. Generosity. The Bible says in Proverbs that a generous man will prosper. You don't even have to worry about it when you're generous. You That's a guarantee from God. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. This is guaranteed by God. Never mind Apostle Brian. God says, I'm talking to my people now. A generous man will prosper. God says, I'm going to see to it that a generous man prosper. The scripture also says that there's one individual that withholds unduly that and comes to poverty. Another gains, gives freely and gains even more. So there's, a, there, there's, there's, there's more blessed to give than to receive. You don't, you don't, our giving is not just for the individuals that we are giving to. Keep that in mind. You know, you have to understand my voice and your contributions to your church or the ministry that God has connected you with. That's not just for the church. You need to understand that that's what will help keep help get you blessed, help keep you blessed. See, when we when we release when these watch this now these individuals released the five loaves of bread and they released the four fishes. Well, what, what ended up being their part? Now, after God finished doing what he did with the fish and the bread, they looked up and saw that the, that the sacrifice that they had made in contributing the fish and contributing the bread, what they received was so far beyond what they had even contributed. And that's how it is in the kingdom. See, But if they would have tried to just hold on to that little bit that they had, they would have never seen the miraculous provision of God. And this is why some of you all, you don't get to see the miraculous provision of God. See, trying to hold on, trying to hold on. You've got to be, these individuals were willing to release. They were willing to say, look, you know, uh, I know I could get me a meal out of this, out of this five, uh, five loaves of bread and these few fishes. I could get me a meal. But I'm more, I'm more concerned with the movement than I am myself. As children of God, until you get to the place where you are more concerned with the movement 
of Christianity, then you are yourself. You're gonna, you, you won't see miraculous provision. You'll just see five loaves of bread and two little fish. You'll just see the limitations in what you have rather than the potential in what you have. Gee, the disciples saw the limitations in what they had. And that's why, look at what they said. That's why they were talking about, they were talking about Jesus need to send the people away. Jesus, they were talking about Jesus, you know, need to let the people, it's getting laid. You know, the people, we need to break up church. We need to break up this meeting. So the people, Jesus said nonsense. Jesus said, look, what you need is in the kingdom. You just don't recognize it. Some of you all on the sound of my voice, what, exactly what you need is in the kingdom. But because you don't recognize it, you're still running into problems. He said, bring it, it bring, bring me those fish, bring me those loaves, and I'm going to show you something. If you under the sound of my voice and you really don't understand giving to the church, you really don't understand that the, the giving to ministry, you really don't understand being blessed. You, don't, you have no idea what being blessed really is or what it's really about. Bring them, Jesus, look, bring them to me. Bring them here. Bring, bring, it, bring, it to, bring it to the body of Christ. Remember, Jesus is the head of the body of Christ. And that's what he was saying was bring that to the church. Bring that, bring that to the church. And watch what God will do. Because, see, God is looking at everything we do, and he's judging everything we do. Everything we say, everything we think, and everything you do, and I do, God is either pleased with it or he's displeased with it. Everything we say, God is either pleased with it or he's displeased with it. Everything we think, God says, I'm either pleased with it or I'm displeased with it. When they brought these five loaves and these two fish, God was very pleased. And God said, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to let grace abound. See, some of you all understand my voice. You don't understand. The reason why you have that job is because of God's grace. Some of you all understand my voice. You don't understand. The reason why you are able to get up and walk is because of God's grace. The reason why you're able to breathe is because of God's grace. The reason why you're able to see is because of God's grace. There are certain things that we do that will cause more of God's grace and there are certain things that we will do that will cause less of God's grace. The presentation of these five loaves of bread and these few free fish was something that caused a, a, an increase of God's grace to the place where thousands and thousands of people were blessed. Mm. So you didn't know that. So you end up holding on to your little money, holding on to your little salary, holding on to your little stuff, and, and don't even realize. that. They, can you imagine if they'd held on to their little fish and their little bread? You're talking about possibly 20,000 people that would have not been blessed. See, see, <laughs> some of you don't, you don't understand. You really don't understand this thing. You know, the Bible talks about who, whoever gives even a cup of cold water to a righteous man because he's a righteous man will receive a righteous man reward. Why? Because a righteous man normally is going about doing what God wants him to do. And so you give him a cup of cold water to help strengthen him and help him to be able to go on and do more of what God has told him to do. God said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure you get some of that blessing. Some of you all out there, you know, I, I, my spirit is just, it goes to Deacon Brad who, who, who 
part of my travels throughout the world are made possible by the contribution of this brother. So, so when I'm in front of 5,000 people or 10,000 people somewhere sharing the gospel and hundreds of people are coming to the Lord, then, then what's going to happen, what God is going to do, because you have strengthened the hands of the man of God who is doing God's work, God said, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to see to it that your hands are strengthened. But you out there, you want to make it difficult on the man of God or the woman of God so that they, they having problems doing Then what God said, well, what I'm going to do eventually is I'm going to have to make it difficult on you. Bring Jesus, bring them here to me. And because they brought them to the Lord, the Lord gave them thousands of people were blessed. And they were a part of it. My hope for you is that you will be a part of the blessings of God. God wants to bless each and every one of us. But there are certain things that each and every one of us must do to get blessed by God and to remain blessed by God. The number of those who ate, watch this, and were satisfied was about 5,000 men, besides women and children. So the watch this now, as small as that contribution may have seemed to the owner of them five fish and them two loaves of bread, look at, look at what it ended up bringing about, look how many people ended up being blessed. Don't think that your contribution to the work of God, to the ministry, to the church is too little. These characters only had five little fish, two, five, little, five little loaves of bread and two little fish. Isn't that right? Five loaves of bread and two little fish. Seemed like it's nothing. Seemed like it's insignificant. But look how many people were blessed after God finished doing what he was going to do. So understand, children of God, that there, there are some steps. We're talking about miraculous provisions. There are steps that will bring you to a place of miraculous provision. One of the first things we saw is that they were the crowd, they were following Jesus. They were sticking real close and following real close to the word of God. We see here that their sticking real close and following real close to the word of God had caused this caused the sick among them to be healed. Now both my parents had diabetes. I got a younger sister that's 12 years younger than me, got diabetes, and I haven't got a taste of it. Normally, when both parents have sugar diabetes, that's almost a, almost a guarantee that, that, that the child is going to have it. Not me. And I'm a firm, firm believer that, that part of the reason for that is the following of God's word. God said, look, when you are, God said, look, when you are following and, and diligently trying to do the things that are pleasing in my sight and, 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 and studying my word. and see, God said, there'll be things that I'll do for you, you that you don't even know. The Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men what God has prepared for those who love him. But the Bible says, but he has revealed it to us by his spirit. There are some things out there under the sound of my voice that God will do to you and for you and through you as you seek to his spirit that, that, that you don't even know. You'll have to find that out on judgment day. You'll have to find that out uh, in the next life. God be like, yeah, you know, I was going to, I was going to let that car run you over. You remember that you crossing the street that time? You didn't see that car. God said, yeah, I was going to let that car run you over. But because you were diligently seeking to do the things that were pleasing to my sight, God said, I had one of my angels move that car out of the way so that it didn't hit you. You'd be like, for real, Lord? God be like, yeah, sure did. God be like, sure did. 
there be benefits and blessings that God has for us when we are diligently and sincerely trying to do the things that are pleasing to him that we won't even know anything about. I preached a sermon down in Nairobi, Kenya. pastor talked about how he was so blessed. And we talked about the, 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 the prodigal son and how the prodigal son got together all he had and took off running to a distant land and threw away his, uh, his inheritance and riotous living. But when he came back, the father said, quick, bring the best robe, put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet, kill the fatty calf. And one of the things I shared with the congregation, I said that there was a, there was a, a ring in the house that, that that son didn't know anything about while he was in that distant land. There was a robe he didn't know anything about. There was a calf that had his name, that was that had the sandals that were just his size that he knew nothing about while he was in that distant land. It wasn't until he came home, got back in his proper place, got back in the proper position before the Father, that these blessings were brought out. So it is with you and I. God said, there's blessings that I have for each one of you all under the sound of my apostles' voice that you don't know anything about. God says, but as you get closer to me and you get yourself in the proper place, God says, I will reveal them to you. Disciples had no idea how all these people going to eat. God said, I know how you're going to eat. God said, I know how every one of you going to eat. God already knows. All we got to do is do the part that he has instructed us to do, and he will do the rest. Well, we thank God. Today we give thanks. Uh, we understand some things today about miraculous provisions, how to uh, get and maintain miraculous provision. Be willing to part with the little that you have. No, no, don't think that, that you know, you got too little. The widow who gave a widow's mite, she didn't think that. And now got her, got her as a result of her being willing to share that those two little copper coins she had, got her name mentioned, or got her, her deed mentioned in Scripture. She didn't even give up to a penny to the ministry, to the to in the temple, and got her deed mentioned in scripture. Jesus said, You see this widow, she's given more than all the other. Rich were throwing their gifts into the temple treasury. But this little this little widow. It's not it's not what you think you have. It's what God can and will do with what you have. That's that's the only thing that's in question. So we pray that the Lord bless you real good today. And uh, Lord willing, you, you, you all are seeing a little different background than normal as we are not in the church building today because um, we, we've got some, some issues with the, the heater. And the Lord willing, we're going to try to get that fixed and uh, so that hopefully by this evening we'll be able to uh, be with you all in the church building. But uh, if not, the important thing is that uh, the word is preached and taught as faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. May God bless each of you under the sound of my voice and may heaven continue to smile on you. Amen and amen. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.